What do we use every day? Browser dev tools, probably. It's where we learn, it's where we play. Seriously, probably every day. Except on the weekends, I hope. I have a dog now, so I'm offline more. I still use dev tools a lot, though. So please enjoy our Tools Day show. Aww. Welcome to Tools Day, Dogs. a podcast about tech tools, tips, and tricks every other Tuesday at 2. I'm your co-host, Dina. And I'm Chris. And yes, we both have pets, which I'm sure that we've talked about the show before, honestly. Yeah, I have two adorable kittens. And they're super cute. What are their names? Uh, the names are Merlin and Ender. They're both girls. I love uh, that. <laughs> I have a little boy dog named Disco, and he's going to be four months old tomorrow. And right now, he's cuddling at my feet, and I love him. He's a handful. My cats are not cuddling at my feet. They are just peering curiously at my screen, though. They so. like to walk across the screen when we record, though. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Now I don't know if I could just throw my ukulele like onto the, onto the soft surface next to me anymore, because I think he'll go get it. Okay, he seemed unfaced. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the behind right. the scenes right We're there. Good anyway, to go. today we have a great show. We're talking about new and underrated dev tools. Like I said in the intro song, dev tools are something that we use every day. And so I'm always loving finding little tools, tips, and tricks for using dev tools. Before we get too much into it, I do want to say thank you to today's sponsor, which is Linode. Deploy a server in the Linode cloud in minutes. Linode offers cloud computing plans for every workload, from simple web hosting to CPU intensive needs like video encoding and machine learning. Featuring native SSD storage, a 40 gigabit network, and the industry's fastest processors, you can now pick from 10 data centers worldwide. Pay for what you use with hourly billing across all plans and one price add-on services. Linode's manager, API, and CLI make it easy to provision, secure, monitor, and backup your cloud. Linode provides a balance of power and price for every customer. And now you can get a $20 credit when you visit linode.com slash toolsday and use promo code toolsday2019. That's linode.com slash toolsday, L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash toolsday. And the promo code is toolsday2019. Cool. Okay. So this topic came up because it's we were talking like, oh, like, what are you working with? Like, what's your stack? Like, not much has changed in that, I think, for both of us. But DevTools is something that we've both used, and it's also evolved a lot in the past few years over time. Yes. Um, so do you want to kick it off? I have got a lot of stuff to say. Yeah, I've got a couple stuff to say. Uh, my workflow and process has kind of, I wouldn't say, um, well, it's, it's an iterative process for me. It hasn't drastically changed. I feel like two or three years ago, every six months, I was like, I have completely wiped my dev environment and I have a new thing now. Yeah, um, that's when we started the show. When yeah. we started the show, it was like that. We were using different text editors. We were doing like Node and Express and different engines and we were talking about it. And that's why we made a show about tech tools because they were so, yeah. so uh, changing drastically and now I feel like it's way more iterative. I was literally changing at text editors every like two months. I was like, how about this new thing, VS Code? Um, anyways, um, so I've got a couple new things though. Uh, the first one I've kind of mentioned the past in passing, 
the library part of it, and it's state machines visualizers. Now, um, I think three or four episodes ago, I talked about X-State itself, which was a state machine mm-hmm. library. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what is that? And coupled to that is actually, they have a great handy tool for a visualizer, which basically uh, lets you plot out these flowcharts that uh, you can, using the syntax of X-State, kind of model the entire flow of your application. And so what I've started doing in my tooling and prior starting a project is that I will write up the flow of my application logic in X state and I'm in the X state machine. I'm not always actually using X state for my project itself, but I love the flow charts. And then I can get a discussion going about, hey guys, this is what I think um, I'll be doing here. And it's this wonderful flow chart. So, uh, that's my first kind of new Wait, so iteration. Wait, so that's in DevTools? It's not in Dept. It's it's it is a dev, It's a Chrome web. It's like a web app thing that okay, I use. Okay, so it's not an extension. It's a web app. It's a web app. Although they may have an extension now. I should probably go check. Um, um, now this is a website basically. Oh, interesting. Uh, and we'll we'll add the. The links below. It's kind of it's it's kind of actually odd to get to because he's uh, published it a couple times, and there's an older link called StateCharts.github, which is I think an older version of XState's visualizer versus the new one. But it's it's really it's really cool. Um, it's a great way to to tell to have start a conversation about what you're trying to do and accomplish, and break things down into states. So highly recommend when you're starting a project to just do this exercise of um, modeling your data flow. Oh, cool. Um, so I took this task a little bit more literally about okay. like, the dev tools inside of our browsers, but uh, well, I, those are good dev tools <laughs> to know. Like I thought about developer tooling. <laughs> that is a developer tool. <laughs> this whole show is about developer tools, I guess in a way. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Um, okay. So I thought about it as browser tooling. Okay. And so I asked the internet like, Hey, what are some cool dev tools, tips and tricks that you use? And, um, the variety of answers was super interesting. A lot of people were like, well, my favorite dev tool is internet explorer because that's the browser <laughs> I really need to test. I was like, cool. But that was more than one person. So I was like, all right, I get it. Um, <laughs> they're all IE fans. Yeah. Um, one that I thought was cool that was interesting. I don't know if I'd even use it, but mm. in DevTools, you know, when you hit inspect element on any element, you have that sort of like saved kind of to your browser clipboard. Like if you mm. hit dollar zero inside of the console, you get that element. Anyway, so new thing I learned was if you hit H, it hides the element on the screen. Oh. It's weird. It like toggles it on and off and it it just hides it visually. I don't really Yeah, it's a it, it adds a class web inspector hide shortcut and it says visibility hidden important, so it's overriding any styles there. Um I think it's cool. I guess it like kind of helps you find your place in the page, but if you if you have a use case for this or if you use this shortcut a lot, People must use this a lot because it's one of the few shortcuts for Chrome DevTools. So I'm just wondering, like, what you use it for. <laughs> Why are it's you using cool. this thing? It's cool. Like, I don't know. I thought it was just interesting because it was a shortcut I didn't know about. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, my next one is actually a Dev tool, so I haven't strayed too far <laughs> f- 
from this. We're all dev tools. We're all dev tools here. And I think you actually mentioned this to me like four months ago, maybe. I think it was you. Maybe it's somebody I'll else. I'll take the credit. Um, <laughs> but um, in Chrome DevTools, in the Elements pane, if you right-click an element, there is a new option. Much of how new it is. It says Break On. Uh-huh. And uh, there are three options, Subtree Modifications, Attribute Mods, and Node Removal. And this basically lets you stop JavaScript from running when something about that element, either its children or its attributes, change. This is super nice if you're like me and you're you're working with web apps all the time, which you know modify the DOM a bunch, and you know you're trying to inspect a specific state, but it only happens on a JavaScript event, mm -hmm. right? So a lot yeah. of people you know, add these hover states on on mouse over, right? For some for something, um, for example, if you go to Gmail and you try to hover over those icons for the you know new email or anything like that, uh, those aren't CSS hover states; those are on mouse over. They add a class. Now, prior to this, to trying to debug these things, what I would do is that in the console debugger, I'd say window.setTimeout, after four seconds, run the debugger, which freezes the, the pane. And so I would try to get my, my, you know, my screen into the correct spot and then just wait four seconds for it to freeze. But now with the Chrome element um, breaking, it's just super easy to say, oh yeah, I'm just trying to watch this icon and I'll say break on attribute modifications and I'll see instantly when the classes change, everything will freeze and I can so see what's happening. This is sort of, I see a response to the componentization model on the web because previously you had breakpoints in JavaScript files, but this actually lets you go and find the element itself and set the breakpoints on the element change itself, which yes. is a nicer yeah. model, I think, that aligns with how people are coding today. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, you know, it, you know, you can force state for CSS, you can do all these debugger things, but I just want to see what the HTML actually is at the end of the day. And so, yeah. um, super useful, uh, love it, wonderful. Nice. I think for me, I do want to talk about an element for state because that is new and it's something that I found super hand, well, it's something that I wish I had a year ago. I know. Um, so the, the for state you also get when you left click on an element inside of the elements panel. And so within that you get active hover focus visited, which are fine because you can also set those within your um, styles like as shortcuts when you're styling things. But what you also get is focus within and focus visible. And um, a year ago I was building something with where focus within actually came um, as super handy like a requirement because I was creating like a hover based interaction. And so for uh, keyboard users, that has to be a focus based interaction. But um, in order to test it, I had to keep tabbing through to like get to the right spot. But if you could force the state of focus within, then you can actually debug that a lot quicker. Ooh. And so um, I'm really happy to see that land in Chrome DevTools, just you like know, a little small thing. I didn't even know about focus within until like recently. I'm not sure how that completely bypassed my radar, but I it's, was like, It's like what? a specific use case, and it's an accessibility use case mostly. It's also relatively newly supported, like yeah. two years ago, I think. Uh, okay, I mean, that made sense. It was just like one of those things where I was like, oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, my next one's it's still DevTools related, but it's React specific. Um, so hopefully by now you've, oh, no, this, is, this isn't made. Let me rewind. Um, um, if you're developing with React, I think a must-have 
add-on is the React DevTools um, add-on extension. And they recently, as of last month, did a huge overhaul of it. And so it's changed pretty drastically. So if you haven't opened it up recently, uh, please do so. It, they've made it so much better. Uh, for a while, it was really hard for me to use just because it, would, it was super slow. It would chug basically whenever I tried to inspect an element that was pretty deep in. Um, but Brian Vaughn, the, the author of the library, rewrote everything. It, I think it actually uses React's new um, um, suspense model inside of it. So if you, as you kind of grow through inspecting each element, it's loading them asynchronously, and so it's just blazing fast. And then they added in a really cool option, which is the coolest part for me, which is this new rendered by um, pane inside of the element pane for React, which says hey, this component was is is in its perfect or in its state because some other thing did it asked it to be this way, and so it's really easy to see why something's being rendered. You know, a confusing part I've had before is like, oh, why is this button there? Or why is this thing there? And now in the React Dev Tools, it just tells you, oh, I was rendered because this parent component said this is a new state, therefore render render yourself. So oh, so is that the React? Uh, extension for DevTools? It's the React extension for DevTools, yeah. Okay, cool. So that's evolved yeah. a lot too then. It's evolved a ton. And then coupled to that, there's a Redux DevTools. And a lot of people have stopped using Redux specifically because of the new React hooks. But um, some guy uh, made a post where he hooked in the Use Reducer, which is the new React's new hooks for you know Redux-like actions, into the Redux DevTools. So you can have the same dev tooling used to have for Redux, but now for Core React. So uh, also super cool. Nice. So the next thing that I want to talk about is inside of the sort of bottom part of Chrome DevTools where you have the console and other things. It's called the rendering tab. Um, one thing that I used to use a lot when I was doing performance testing was the paint flashing, oh, no. which highlights areas of the page that need to that are repainting so it'll highlight as it scrolls or like as the scroll bar goes down but if you scroll all the way to the bottom of the section there's a lot of great stuff in here there's a new uh, tool called emulate CSS media and you can emulate print or screen which is specifically really good if you're working either on a blog post or on a media-esque uh, website where you have a print style sheet and you don't have to keep hitting command P to sort of test what that looks like um, to emulate that aesthetic. You can now uh, use the rendering uh, tool. Man, I keep talking about Chrome, but I will I will move on to Firefox soon, I promise. Um, but emulate CSS media is cool and new, and it's nice if you do styling with print. <laughs> <laughs> do you do any styling with print? Not right now, but I used to. Like with my blog, I wanted to make sure I had a nice print style sheet, and I used to work on a media site, so that mm. was important to make sure it wasn't a broken experience. Mm. And also, I will say, when I give talks, I use Reveal.js, and Reveal.js uses a print style sheet that converts the slides into a PDF format with each page, each slide in its own page. So mm. that's definitely a print style sheet that also has options, like mm. every um, fragment that pops up, you want that to be a different page, or do you want that to be like on the same page? So mm. there's use is for this, more than I can think of with the hide key. <laughs> Well, that one was super flashy, so I wanted to talk about Yeah. It. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure somebody has got a great use case for that hide key. They're like, what does happens if this, this ha is this? There has to be, because it's in it's the a shortcuts, and there aren't that many shortcuts. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. We should ask Adam Argyle. Yeah. So speaking of Adam, I wanted to bring up Vizbug just because uh, I don't, you know, whenever I mention Vizbug to people, nobody's heard of it, um, which is a huge shame. So if, if you haven't heard of Vizbug, we have a show on this. Like Go four, check it out. He's great, six, six, energetic, seven. will convince you to play with all the things in the browser. He loves CSS. He loves the web. He always wants everyone to be happy with the web. And Vizbug itself um, is basically trying to expose Chrome DevTools to people who are not comfortable with Chrome DevTools. And I used it like yesterday, which is why it's relevant for my brain, where I was showing Vizbug to one of my designers. I'm pairing with a designer right now on a new set of components and you know I whenever I give her a deliverable I'll be saying hey you know here's what I'm working on right now and check it out and see if it matches your you know, matches your in your vision and so I tied this to it I'll say hey by the way this here's this extension called Vizbug if you want to modify padding or font sizes or just like play around with it, the actual code uh, it's super easy so go ahead and do this and so uh, yeah. She was on board, and That's it was awesome pretty that you're cool. Using and so, it in that way with the designer, yeah. So it's like, ah, yeah. Thanks, Adam. Uh, so, uh, if you haven't checked it out, please check it out. It's a great, like, iterative. I just want to experiment, and it's such an easy tool for non-developers to be able to interface with, you know, the dev tools. So nice. Um, so I want to go back to the elements panel for my next one, and this is sort of navigating inside the elements panel. Um, one thing that I often do is the up and down arrow keys to move between elements. If I'm trying, if I'm like playing with elements around a specific element, I keep saying the word elements. Um, but if you use the left and right arrow keys, specifically the right arrow key, it opens up that node, so it'll like kind of open up this uh, tree. So you can go dig further down that way instead of like having to physically click it open and toggle it. Like they're small buttons, it's text. Um, so I thought that was cool. And then also a fun shortcut is the F2 function key. So it's function and F2, which uh, allow for you to edit as HTML. That's something mm. that I do really often, whether I'm adding, um, I'm adjusting text or I'm adding mm. classes, which you can also do in the styles panel. Um, I feel like I edit as HTML all the time just to test in the browser. But since we're talking about classes, I briefly want to talk about the dot class uh, option inside of the styles panel. I use okay. this all the time. This isn't new, but I feel like some people don't know about it. Dot class is great because if you have a style system, for example, as you start typing a class name, it'll autocomplete all the classes that it reads in the available style sheet. With, wait, wait, wait. Where is this? So inside of styles, if you click on an element, yeah, you see how it says filter? Oh, so yes. So next to that, you have the hover states or the forced element states. Yeah. Oh, they've added focus within here too. Nice. That's new since last time I like looked at okay. it. Okay. Wow. Okay, dope. Um, uh, dot, I see dot .cls. Yeah, so that's dot .cls. So that lets Ooh. you add a class. And if you click in the input box below that, it auto-completes the classes. So that's awesome if you're working in a design system and testing out different styles. And like you don't remember the full name of a class if you start typing it. It auto-completes. You just hit tab and enter. And there you have the class added. Um, I use this all the time. I've used it for a while. But I feel like people don't know about it. Underrated. Literally had never pressed that button before. So there you go. Uh, nailed it. <laughs> Um, my last one is not, again, it's not something new per se, although they have overhauled this pane a lot. Um, 
If you haven't been back towards the application pane in Chrome DevTools, it looks pretty different than it used to. Um, so something that I'm doing a lot right now is local storage and session storage manipulation. Um, and it is so much easier to use than it used to be. Um, it's super clean. It's just key value pairs. Um, cookies are there. And if you're like me and you're trying to do a bunch of auth, random auth things with both adjacent tokens or JWT tokens and cookie auth, it is just a lifesaver how clean this is now. So um, go look at it again. Stop using. Uh, I was using like a, a JavaScript library for this for a while. Where I was like, I was just like, document dot, you know, cookies. It was just terrible. Um, so. Wow, I really haven't actually looked at the application pane in a long time. It, it had been like I I remember like two years ago. I was like, oh, I'm doing some service worker stuff, and there's some service worker stuff here, and. And then yeah. like I checked in, I was like, oh, there's also storage here now too, which didn't used to be there. Yeah, I don't the think local storage is really nice. I've actually used that before here. Yeah, I don't think this is recent. It's just that I hadn't looked back here for a while, and then I was like, oh yes, yeah. this is this there's is also nice. cache storage. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I didn't notice before, I don't know if this existed or not in the past, is this manifest, your app manifest. So I have. Uh, my blog as like a progressive web app where it has the app manifest and everything set up there and it's all exhibited here and also it has the cache storage because I have a service worker that has cache um, you can like save for offline um, blogs yeah it's just it's just it's just really clean and intuitive and I just didn't look at it for a while so thank you Chrome cool. DevTools for improving that part of the UI nice so I want to talk about the color pane. This is inside of styles. Um, also my last one. Well, I want to go through, actually, no, not my last one, but. <laughs> so if you go inside the styles pane and you have a color, like a background color, um, you can click on it to open up a palette and that's nice and cool. One cool feature there is that uh, if you click, there's color palettes that pull from the page. So you get like these default page colors that you can pick from. But what I also want to mention is a shortcut with the color uh, little picker, where if you shift click, you can change the color format. So it goes from RGB to HSL to hex. Um, just with a shift click, it's like a shortcut to changing that. You don't have to open up the panel. If you need to get any values um, from a specific color value and adjust those in another color format, shift click is a cool shortcut. <laughs> I don't know if it's new, but I think it's underrated. Um, uh, I, I think I don't know if the shortcuts are new, but for a longest I didn't know until like a week ago that uh, you could swap formats. So yeah, so you can also do it if you open up the color panel. Yeah, well, so I had I, so I didn't know what the shortcut. I knew about the color panel one, but even that to me was relatively new. And so I was like, oh, I'm trying to swap most of my stuff to HSL now, like for my internal projects, and that's been a hard mental shift for me so i end up like doing it in, in hex and then like oh what is my hsl value for this but yeah anyways i hear you and <laughs> i'm now playing with like color functions with hsl um, yeah and calc and stuff custom properties so having those values is important and i used to have to open that up open up the, the color palette and then find it but yeah i gotta remember the shift click yeah um so I, I wanted to talk about Firefox DevTools because there was a cool <laughs> thing that I saw from a couple of days ago. This is a brand new thing where they have a um, 
beta information inspector inactive CSS. So what this does, it's super cool, is you have your whole list of styles and styles panel and it displays them in color. And then if you have a style that's actually not doing anything, which happens all the time in CSS, we have all this redundant code, um, it tells you that it has no effect on the element and why. So the example they give is flex grow. Um, oh. It's like flex grow has no effect on this element since it's not a flex item for the example. So that's in beta in active CSS mm. in Firefox dev tools. Looks super cool. Um, I also saw another example of someone posting about this where like height had no effect since it has display of inline. This is a really cool educational tool that's like a very soft linter and you see it in dev tools. I think it's super awesome. I'd love to see more things like that across dev tools, across browsers. Yeah, agreed. I I remember when we first talked about this, I was like checking out in Firefox standard. I was like, where is this thing? But Firefox beta uh, is the release you need for this. Yeah. All right. Um, also, there's a changes tab in Firefox apparently, which saves all the tweaks you made to the page. I need to start doing some dev tools testing in Firefox because a lot of the answers I got were about cool things in Firefox. Um, but changes tab, is a really nice touch because I feel like I'm always changing Ooh. things and just have to memorize what I did and then copy and paste it, um, which it's usually small incremental changes, so that's fine. But having a changes tab is awesome. Um, I thought Chrome has also... Um, maybe a Chrome does have one. Chrome has one somewhere because there's a changes API in Chrome, um, but I don't know where it would go. Where is this changes tab? Because, yeah, someone just mentioned that they like the changes tab in Chrome. Where is it? I don't know. Wow. Border red. Now, a, a problem I do all the time is that I, I use I, my instant, like, site I go to is Twitter. Yeah. It's just. That's exactly I, what I'm <laughs> also testing on. It's a huge pain to do anything in Twitter because they have so much shenanigans happening. Cause it's like a, it's using the React for web or React Native for web libraries, uh. so it's just not it's not the best. Uh. Anyway, can someone tell me where the changes tab is? I can just Google it, but this is like Exhibit A if we do the show live. Uh, <laughs> why isn't this working? Hello. Changes tab looks awesome. Um, one thing I realized noticed today, which is super cool, is there's a bunch of new autocomplete features uh, in Chrome Dev Tools. Uh, for example gradients like if you like hit background and then start typing a gradient um there's like linear gradient radial gradient and like repeating linear and radial gradients which mm. will autofill a degree angle and it goes from black to transparent just to give you a um preset for the template for gradients which is cool um because you don't have to memorize it anymore even though i do because i work with gradients a lot i love gradients I'm just like flummoxed by where the changes tab is now. I know. Well, well, I don't know. Well, the audits panel is good. Anyway, there's a lot of good stuff in DevTools. If we missed something or if you think that there's a lot of other cool things to know about and to use, send us a message. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Find that thread that I posted uh, <laughs> a couple of days ago. I don't know when I posted it. Also, state machines still super cool. 
I believe please you. Please check it out. I believe you. Please, check out please, that episode. Please do it. <laughs> um, it was, I don't know, three episodes ago. Yeah. So yeah, that's all we have for you today. I do want to give a shout out again to our sponsor, Linode. You can get a $20 infrastructure credit when you visit linode.com slash toolsday and use the promo code toolsday2019. That's linode, L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash toolsday and toolsday2019. Also want to shout out to Webflow for being our patron on Patreon. We appreciate you. We love what you're doing with the No Code Movement and the No Code Conference. Shout out to you. We are supportive of your uh, tools that you're bringing into the dev world. (laughs) Bring on the tools. Um, And that's all we have today. If you like today's show, please give us a five-star rating on, uh, not Spotify. We're not on, we should get on Spotify. We actually might be on Spotify. Well, if if we're on Spotify, then do it there. (laughs) Otherwise, wherever you're listening to us, we would love to hear from you. Uh, praise. We want to hear praise, but <laughs> also, also, I, I did in my criticism last... on Twitter. Praise on iTunes, so that people can find our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Criticism That's... to us directly, exactly, and not publicly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, publicly is fine, but on Twitter, you know, we gotta, you know, keep appearance up. Anyway, we're just kidding. But we hope that you enjoyed the show. Please share it with a friend, a coworker, um, anyone who you think would be interested or uses Dev Tools in their work and life. We'll see you next time. Bye.